Allie, you've gone to bed at nine or nine thirty, so that's a lot of sleep. That's like eight hours. It's not a lot. It is to me. It is to me too. I'm six or like anywhere from. Oh no, I, 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 but I mean, as far as what a doctor is going to tell you, they're like, yeah, that's the optimal amount of sleep. It's like, well, I, I get up at four fifty-five because I now I'm taking the dog out to pee before I go to work. But I, I have to be at work at six, so. Some days I'm like, I don't, I don't need to shower. I don't think I'll see anyone today. So you don't need to shower every day. Well, it's interesting because when I heard that Allie was telling the story, I was like, are we still starting at nine or is she telling the story from being like asleep? When I asked Allie and it was in my mind, I was like, I know it's late, but because we do remark before this, I can't move the time up right now. Right. Right. And I told Kristen, I said, Allie's doing the podcast. And she goes, that's late for her. She goes, Oh wait, she's on vacation this week. Oh, nice. So we know everything about you, Allie. I know. <laughs> Word gets around. It's crazy time. Oh, my goodness. Yes. No, my husband falls asleep. Like, he can fall back to sleep like this. So I usually make him get up with the dogs when they want to go out at five. Um, but when he's not here and I have to get up with the dogs at five, I rarely fall back to sleep. Yeah. So I'm usually just up or I try and read some or I'll do, you know, but yeah, so I, I spend the majority of my life with massive bags under my eyes that I try and mask with my glasses. Yes, that's yeah. the secret. I do too. It's the best. <laughs> I think Steve is like talking to his broker. He's he's unloading some stock. Yeah, probably. Or he's refinancing. Yeah, for sure. Or he's yeah. trying to talk Ian into how to log on to... <laughs> <laughs> can you guys hear me? We mm-hmm. can. So Ian's having uh, Pocono power problems Uh oh no he's uh gonna try to connect on his phone sure it'll sound great they lose power they lost power wow and now it appears to i can they they can (laughs) i could but that's not any fun for me (laughs) he goes he goes can you put me on speaker and i go nah no (laughs) and give up this power why, why would I do that? Why don't you just translate for Ian when he does something? <laughs> yeah, Ian, why don't you just write for me tonight? <laughs> Steve, you can edit if you don't like it, if you're like too off color. Off brand. Yeah. This is Cyrano. This is the plot to Cyrano. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone Roxanne, but seeing as that is Cyrano, why not? <laughs> Ian said it's more Roxanne. I mean, I said it's more Roxanne. I beat you both to that joke. You did? Damn it, Ian, be quicker. Kevin already took that joke. Jeez, what am I paying you for? We can already pre-populate with, with what was on the radio, Allie. Yep. That's all he's going to ask is, Allie, did you kiss the person in the story? And what song was popular at that time? <laughs> Ian, we don't need you. <laughs> that was Mary. <laughs> Mary said that. You're welcome. Ian said to both of you, shut up. <laughs> there is a song involved. There is a song involved. Oh, there's a song in this one, dude. Oh, you can't just say, Where's Jesse? (laughs) This is why we edit. Yes. Ian wants to know if anybody in the story has a pocket full of kryptonite. (laughs) You know what's weird? I think Ian just got the opening button and he's not even on the damn podcast. Of course he did. Of course he did. This is almost like talking Jim through this. (laughs) Mary, Mary, I'll say this. You own Ian right now. He is 
He is spiraling and he can hear every one of your comments. Oh no. I'm not trying to be an ass. Yeah, I, Ma Mary's trying to be helpful. I'm not sure what, can he hear me? Dickhead? <laughs> he can hear all. Good. Does he have the app on his phone? He does, but it won't allow him to connect. There's something really wow. bigger at play. Up Here's there. what happened, okay? I can tell you what happened. Ian's technology failed because he doesn't have Jesse to talk over tonight. And he was like, <laughs> what's the point? Kev, would speaker work for him? Hey, guys. There he is. You know what? Hi, Ian. Let's see what happens. Hi, hi, Al. You know what's weird is I'm getting um, really funny ideas from Jess. She's texting me. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, you're up till midnight tonight, honey. Clearly. We have you on the clock. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I was Don't worry. No, 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 no. We had the power go out, and apparently there's some internet gobbledygook. Is it still raining there, Ian? It's raining, but nothing, you know nothing to write home about and the power came back on it was out for 25 or so minutes okay uh, but apparently like my, my phone is saying sites can't be reached i can't get onto google but my computer is working and it says my internet strength is strong i'm just not even you know yeah yeah it's it's not happening it's amazing the level of like we've gotten so used to the speed of the internet that it's like well that makes sense. The power went out. It's allowed to take its time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still getting. I'm still getting sites can't be reached on my computer. Is there a record? Is, do we have a secretary? <laughs> yeah, she took the night off. She did. We, took the night off. Kevin, nobody said she was a female. I I I realized I, I my joke was going to be Jesse, and then I was like, "Nah, that's shitty. I don't want to say that." And then I realized I already pronounced she, and I was like, "Now I'm just a dick." But yeah. stick with a good internet connection. Yes. Yeah. The secretary is just a position. It's not a person. You fucking unevolved troglodyte. Right. That's that's the word we would usually use to describe Kevin. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. All of those. Yeah. All oh, yeah. of those words. So Ian, what what was your thought about having a secretary? Do you want to finish that joke or? Well, can, just real quick, does anybody know what a troglodyte is? <laughs> <laughs> Ian, why are you trying to get the opening button when you've already gotten it like 10 minutes ago yeah Ian, look this will be the trade-off i think we have to let you go but we'll give you the opening button how about that i'll tell you i'll tell you what i'm gonna say a, a handful of things and you just record them and Perfect. use them as necessary all right go ahead okay. ready here, here we go if well, I let me real quick a... tell you a troglodyte is is defined as a person who lived in a cave so there's a little bit of truth. Who's the troglodyte, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. All right, Ian, do you want to um, give us a couple of, uh, couple Kev, of reads? Mm -hmm. Kev, can we get some room tone? We got it. We got, got it. it. Okay. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Wait, did you touch your boot? Ah, oh, man, that sounds cool. <laughs> oh, no, you did not. Hey, hey, E. Yeah, it's Steve. Can you um, can you say what what uh, what, what songs we listening to in this era? 
You say that? Just that, or do you want me to feed in some some thoughts? No, no, yeah, you can riff on it. Feel free. Okay, you got it. Hey, oh, whoa, whoa. What, what, what are we listening to here? What are we talking? Uh, we got some uh, Jovi, or uh, are we more in the Melon Camp camp? <laughs> really nice, good, good, uh, good choice with artists. Uh, Hold on, Ian. Can you can you just try and find a button? Just throw something out, and maybe it'll be the button. You got it. Shut the fuck up, you racist. <laughs> could we get something a little more specific? You got it. Shut up, Kevin, you racist. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Steve with the Punch-Out Podcast. With me on this episode are Mary Carpenter. Hey, Steve. Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. And our storyteller is Allie Sewell. Hello, Allie. Hello, Steve. So good to see you. I know. It's good to see you, too. Hear you. This is a non-visual podcast. Did I say see? I meant hear. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hear. Good to hear you as well. All right, Allie. Tell us the story. So I figured I would tell about when i got my black belt in karate oh wow please oh man that sounds cool nice yeah so um in a previous podcast i talked about going to israel with the maccabi games and working with the u.s judo team and that kind of got me jazzed for martial arts so when i came back I started looking up classes and I'm like, oh, I'll just start off by taking kickboxing classes. Uh, where where are we age-wise here? Uh, this was in my mid-20s. Okay. My goal was to get my black belt before I turned 30. Great. I think too, Allie, based on other stories you told, if I'm not mistaken, you told a story of family murder. So I or potential, potential family murder. Alleged. Yeah. Oh, golly. Yeah, that just almost took a turn. Yeah, so what I'm thinking is also it would make sense if there's mur- a murderer within the family, you might want to learn self-defense. Why? <laughs> yes. Choice. yes. That is a, that's a very good, that's really true. Uh, I don't know if my aunt was still around. I think she, oh, she absolutely was. Yes. By the way, just uh, anecdotally, excellent use of the word golly. Did I say golly? Did you did? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Did I say golly? Oh, jeez. Yeah. I didn't mean what to say golly. Yes. Yeah, so, so I started taking a kickboxing class that was at like six or six thirty in the morning at Whoa. this karate studio, and it was delightful. Except for the time. Good God. Mm. I'm an early riser. We've had this discussion like minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. Golly. So it was also helped by the fact that the instructor was one of the karate instructors who was gorgeous. Oh, And yeah, and he was also, you know, after I took, you know, a couple months of kickboxing, he's like, you're really good. You should take karate. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yep. Had you scouted a couple of different places and picked this one on the instructor's hotness or you just got lucky? No, I, I just, uh, I just got lucky. Uh, I found a place that wasn't too far away and had a time that I could attend. I don't know if it was luck so much as I think at that point, like, okay, maybe you deserved this. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> a reward. 
a reward. A little, universe, a little treat at 6.30 in the morning. The universe saying, yes, you deserve it, Sally. Yeah. Did you, when you went to the first class in your mind, you're like, I'll give this a shot, but I don't know if I'm going to, and then you saw me like, yeah, all right, uh, 10, 10 lessons. Let me sign right up. I can see this lasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this could be like a long-term thing. <laughs> as long as he's teaching, like if there was a substitute, I would yeah. walk in and be like, no, I'm out of here. See ya. I thought about it. I'm not in for it. I'm not up for it anymore. Yep. We're like yep. a substitute. Am I right? Oh, no, you did not. Yeah. And so I decided, okay, he told me to take karate lessons. So I decided to take karate lessons. From him? Well, he was one of the instructors. He okay. didn't own the studio. Yeah. Um, but he was he was one of the instructors and apparently one of the newer ones. Because like, so the whole arc of my time at this karate studio was like super, super jazzed. Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Oh my God, I love all these people. Oh, I can go out and party and dance with them and have a really good time. Oh, they're a bunch of assholes. Oh, that took a turn. Yeah. Wow. That's how I eat pancakes, by the way. You described perfectly every pancake I've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> even the first one, even that first pancake, is that delicious? As a child? Yeah. Yeah, I started, and then but, but at the end of it, I don't want that last bite. I'm like, this is disgusting. Whoever came up with this? It's such an <laughs> okay, asshole Are we food. talking like a stack of pancakes, Kevin, or just like a pancake? It's weird. I think it's like a psychological thing. If it was a pancake, it would still be that last bite. If yeah. it was like three, because I'm glutton, I would still get through all of them, and it would still be, it would be most of that last pancake. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. But this is not my story, so no. And I and I did finish, so perfect. Yes. yes. Oh. Yeah. So I started taking karate lessons, and it was it was really fun, you know, learning the basics and the form that I was studying. You learned katas or or set forms, as well as a series of self defense techniques, and they all had names. And you had to know what name and what they were. And they started off, you know, when you were a white belt, like very simple, like elbow, you know, punch, punch. And then by the end, like when you get towards the black belt level, it's like, we're going to murder this person seven times over. And that's, that's one technique. Yeah. Allie, can I ask, did you practice at home and how often were you taking classes? Like how many times a week? I think at least twice a week, possibly more, because I would probably take the kickboxing and then also- Oh, wow, you kept boxing. doing kickboxing too through this. Somewhat, yeah. Well, yeah, that was a sure thing for the hot guy, the kickboxing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But then the hot guy started teach was teaching as well in karate, and oh. so that was nice. What do you wear in kickboxing? Because I know you wear the gi in karate. What do you wear in kickboxing? Whatever's comfortable, t-shirt, shorts. Lingerie. I had this uh, red, white, and blue Perfume. bandana. Ooh, Perfume, nice. yes. Yep. False lashes, because you wanted to look good. But I did have this red, white, and blue bandana that yeah. I wore to keep my hair back. And it was super attractive. It really wasn't. I'm, I'm just wondering <laughs> what the instructor is wearing. They usually wore like karate pants okay. and a t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. And so I started to you know move up in belts and taking more classes. And I remember, I forget what level you're allowed to start sparring, but the first time I ever sparred was horrific and terrifying. 
So sparring is when you're with another person and you guys are practicing, like, do you have a set, like we're practicing these moves in this order or it's just your, you just, just go at it on guard. You're just fighting. Wow. Oh, wow. And when somebody like, I'll, I'll never forget the first time that I sparred, they just threw me in with this woman who had been taking karate for a lot longer and was also like, she liked to show off. And so my first time ever in a sparring ring, and I think you guys know me well enough to think she's, she's not a fighter. (laughs) No, no more. more, You're more collaborative. Yes. (laughs) You want to make her look good, right? I wanted to make her look good. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted us to work together. You gave her a great, (laughs) a great offer in the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) And the first time that I got punched. Oh, it was like, oh, hold it together till you get into the parking lot so you can start crying then. Aww. Where Aww. did you Where did you get, was it a face punch? Uh, yeah, you wore a helmet and a mouth guard and you had like, you know, booties and hand protectors. Did you touch her boob? No, Ian, she said booty. Perfect, I can put the, did you touch her boob in there? Nice Thank job. You. Perfect, well done. And Allie, are you also wearing something to protect your ribs too? Like from getting kicked or? No, some women wore like chest protectors. I don't believe I ever did. Wow. Wow. What belt are you at when you're sparring? I think it wasn't until like orange or green. Okay. Because you have to be somewhat experienced. You have to have some skills under your belt. There was a gentleman that would come once a week, like every Thursday night, just Just to to spar. Yeah. No. He was this big bear of a guy. I think it was Sensei Bruce and he just came to spar and he was actually really good. So like when, when he knew that, you know, he knows that I've never done this before. So he's taking it easy and he'll like throw a punch and leave it up to show that he's open here and I should punch him, you know, on his side. And would he nod towards the, like, go ahead down here. If I didn't catch on. Yeah. But like, and you could hit him as hard as you could and it didn't affect him. Oh yeah. And actually, I remember one time, like later on when I was sparring more regularly, one of the other guys in class, like he kind of dared me. He's like, see if you can get Sensei Bruce's helmet off when you spar him. So I'm like, okay. You started wailing on him? I just come in and he was like, at first he was so proud of me because he's like, oh my God, she's really getting good. She's really getting energetic and not fearful yeah and then when I got I actually got his helmet off and people cheered and he realized what I was doing (laughs) and he threw this it's called an axe kick yeah and that is where you take your leg and you bring it straight up and then chop it straight down so it's like up over your head and then down and so he like he put his leg up and I should have moved out of the way Oh, no. But right. my response was to duck. <laughs> and Give him so, a better target. Right? Yeah. And so his leg came down on the back of my head and oh. I just like fell to my knees. It wasn't anything too bad. That is the literal definition of a sitting duck. That is yeah. exactly what that is. Yeah. yeah. And he felt awful. And he's like, seriously, are you okay? Are you all right? And I was just like, I was like, Sensei Bruce, all you did was hurt my feelings. And he was like, you're a woman and you know how to get to a guy. 
<laughs> well played, well played. Allie, what is, what is the succession of belts? It depends on which style. Okay. Mine was white, yellow, orange, green, purple, blue, brown, second brown, which was actually like a stripes, right. red and black lengthwise, and then black belt. Okay. Wow. There was another brown in there. There were three levels of brown belt and then the black wow. belt. Wow. Okay. During all this time, like I really love the katas, the forms, because it's like choreography. It's like a, yeah. it's like a dance. Like I was really getting into karate and would go to tournaments wow. and compete, but I would only compete in the forms. Now, now, how do you compete in forms? Like, how does that work? You just strike a pose. So it's these set forms that well, you have. So you have the set forms, and then in my school. For the black belt test, we also had to come up with two, they, they call it creative forms that had to be to music. Oh. Yeah. And one was with a weapon and one was open. Kev, should we pause for Ian's uh, music question right now? Yeah. What, what, what are we listening to here? What are we talking? Uh, we got some uh, Jovi or uh, are we more in the Melon Camp camp? Melon Camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was neither. Um <laughs> When you go to these tournaments, they know what style of karate and what you're going to be doing. And so it's your accuracy, your precision, your execution, technique, all of that stuff. I don't remember if I ever competed in the creative forms portions, but yeah. it didn't matter. But it was also neat to watch, you know, watch the sparring and watch some of the higher level people. Because right. I mean, it was like, it's the stuff that you see on like, there was just an a group from America on America's Got Talent, this like Taekwondo, international Taekwondo group. And they just did amazing stuff out of the matrix and watching stuff like that up close was pretty darn cool. Yeah. So I was really into it. And then I started to realize that the people that were kind of in charge of this school, not the greatest human beings, mm -hmm. you know, um, like they would, like it got to the point where they would kind of pop their head out of the office just to see who was on the mat wanting to be taught. And then they would decide whether or not they felt like teaching or they would send out like a, uh, a brown belt or somebody uh, else. Yeah. Even Hawkeye? Hawkeye did this too? No, Hawkeye got ostracized by them. Like he was treated really crappy. Like no. he turned 21 at one point so a bunch of us went out for his birthday yeah and some of the other instructors like got him really really wasted drunk to the point where it wasn't healthy and I was very upset and he was sick and so I you know like we were friends at that point and yeah. they weren't doing it out of friendship they were doing it to fuck with them you know? yeah like a bully now, Alan, do you think it was always like this with this organization like there, you just hadn't seen it Probably. Yeah. Here's a silly thing that happened. So the owner of the studio was this, I mean, you know, he was around my age, super fit. I mean, amazing martial artist. So, you know, he became a friend and one night he asked me and another friend like, oh, let's go clubbing. <laughs> so we went to, do you remember Shampoo? Yeah, of course. So we went to this club called Shampoo. We go in and we're dancing and whatever. And all of a sudden he just goes, he's like, okay, I have to go to work now. 
and he took his shirt off and stood up on one of the speakers and started dancing. <laughs> oh, oh my god. That's awesome. Wait, this was the guy who owned the studio or this was hot teacher? No, this was the guy that owned the studio. Oh my gosh. And my friend and I were both like, what just what just happened? <laughs> was he the one that suggested shampoo? Was he yes. you know? I know That's a place. so funny. Uh, when did improv come? I mean, you, you, God, Allie, you're so damn accomplished. So yep. improv came after I stopped doing karate. Okay. But if we jump ahead, so I was starting to become disillusioned with this karate studio. Yeah. But I was also friendly or friends with the owner and a bunch of the instructors. How many years in are you at this point? I think around three years in. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because it does take several years to get your black belt. Yeah. And I was invested and I wanted it. I knew that at least this particular school, I was I wanted to get my black belt, but then I did not plan on going back there just because the way people were treated, it wasn't like I was also kind of honestly looking for the more spiritual side of the martial arts or, you know, the more like, you know integrative you know your head and your heart and all of that and right. it was definitely lacking at this studio it was really about appearance and looks and making money and mm-hmm. all right. that fun stuff so for the actual black belt test it is it's several days long and right. you have to you know you go through all the basics like every single move you know from the most basic punches to the most, you know, intricate kicks and everything like that. When you say several days long, not continuous, not like the Navy SEALs where like you just... You don't sleep. Yeah, it wasn't a Navy SEAL situation, yeah. but there were like... home at the end of the night. Yes, we went home. Okay. Um, but the instructor came with you and you had to keep doing karate at home. And then he just like took off his shirt and started dancing on my bureau. I'm into this. Really- well, he, he has to make money. <laughs> right. No matter where he is. Exactly. <laughs> so one of the days was all of those techniques that i talked about you know they each had their own name and they went through it from the most basic white belt to the black belt ones where you're defending against a knife attack oh wow we had these great little rubber knives that you had to use and you needed a person to be your attacker so that you could do all the techniques on them yeah now is this a person you pick from the studio or like you could bring a partner in mug shot steve you go through the mug shot and you go yeah. hmm. i like that <laughs> you go to like there is like a produce junction in the same shopping center so you just stand outside of the produce <laughs> junction. yeah no it was it was somebody else so like for me it was a gentleman who had recently gotten his black belt and so he was my, you know, punching bag, essentially. And And is that a high honor? I don't know if it is. Yeah. I don't think so, because you're just, you're helping out your friend, you're helping somebody out, because you also want somebody that's, that knows the techniques as well, so that they can kind of, like, like some of the techniques are are literally like you're taking the person and flipping them over your shoulder. Wow. And so. It's the karate friendship version of picking someone up from the airport. (laughs) yes okay yes it is but yeah so like the guy that i was using was this big guy and so like you know flipping him over my shoulder he would definitely like take a jump yeah (laughs) because he knew it was coming (laughs) and then we did all the different forms and were some of the forms the ones you set to music was that in the black okay yeah so we had to pick the music yeah and i had to choreograph the, the i had to make up the form do you remember the year Allie? was the music like 
what's that word? Contemporary to the year? It was, it was not contemporary. So here's here's what I'll say. So I was starting to be disillusioned with this place. Yeah. My friend, the handsome kickbox instructor, we stayed friends and he helped me choreograph my routines. Yeah. And so my choice of song for one of them for the open hand form yeah. was definitely in my own little alley way, a little like, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Like it wasn't a fuck you or anything like yeah. that, but it was like, I'm, I'm going to be clever about this. Shimmy, 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 wink, yeah. wink. <laughs> it was Elvis Presley's hard-headed woman. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. And then I chose bow staff for my weapon. So I had to create a, a form with the weapon. And that was to a song that I don't know if you know, but I highly recommend you look it up because it's delightful. But it's, by, it's a song by The Blasters called I'm Shaken. Okay. And it's just got this great da 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 Allie, let me ask this. And obviously we are a visual, or we are an audio podcast, not visual. I would never ask you to do this unless we're hanging out. I'm totally going to ask. Do you remember any of your choreography? I remember the beginning of Hard-Headed Woman. Okay. Yes. That's pretty impressive. Because yeah. it was, because it was like, you do like the big money thing at the top. Yeah. And so I remember like, like going back in a tower block and then a front kick. Then it was into a combination of like roundhouse, like front kick, roundhouse kick, jump spin, back kick or oh something my God. like that. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, so you had the katas. Yeah. Welcome back, Kata. <laughs> Shut up, Kevin, you racist. Sorry, Ian, that was racist. <laughs> Got him off. Got him off. <laughs> well done. You did it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. And then the final portion of your black belt test was sparring. <laughs> oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so the way this worked was this studio had a bunch of like sister studios and they all did the testing around the same time. Like everybody that was testing for their black belt went to the one studio and essentially anyone who was a black belt or an instructor from those studios could come and you had to spar them. Okay. And it was, it was essentially the people testing would take turns. So I was in the ring for two minutes you did several rounds of this, I think at least three or four, mm-hmm. two minutes. And every how like it was like every 10 seconds, every 15 seconds, wow. a fresh black belt came in to just beat the crap out of you. Wow. Like 10 or 15 seconds so that they stayed fresh. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you like by the end of like the third round of two minutes, it's like trying to just keep your arms up to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially the karate version of fraternity hazing. Yeah. So what's the what determines that you, quote unquote, pass that element that you're not laying on the ground or you get through the two minutes? You don't quit. Yeah. Because wow. you're going to get hit no matter what. It's not a matter of you have to block X amount. You're going to get Oh, God, no, no. You got hit. Yeah. And this was where I knew that I didn't want to stay there. Yeah. But I also didn't want to make waves because I knew from being friendly with some of the instructors that this was their opportunity to take it out on the 
the students that they didn't like. What a bunch of assholes. Oh, my God. Yes. Do you know, does every studio do it this way or is it just there? I'm sure that they don't. You know, I, I won't speak for all studios because I'm sure that there are studios out there that do have the mind-body connection or the spirituality yeah. with it. But this was just, you know, and I mean, and I and you watched some people like just get knocked out. <sighs> One woman who I was good friends with and she was a little bit older than me and they were just like, you know, these older women, these middle-aged women. Oh. And she was outspoken. And as soon as she started her sparring, the first black belt just hit her with such a sidekick to her ribs that she cracked a few ribs. Oh, oh my God. God. She still fought and she still did it. Good for her. So just to be clear, in the span of two minutes, you have multiple people coming at you from wherever. Oh, it's not like, it's not like a Jackie Chan thing where they're all attacking at once. Right. It's literally like I'm against one person. Then that person leaves. A fresh one comes out. That one leaves. A fresh one comes out. Oh, my God. But they're yeah. all still black belts and they're all still fresh. Yeah. They're all still like real young, fit guys who just are happy to kick and punch you. Wow. After that first experience of sparring where it was so emotional and it's like, I just have to not cry. You had to start to kind of separate from the physical physicality of being hit and just, you know, and I tried to just not quite enjoy myself, but really like kind of have fun in a way. You were able to do that. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you're about to say no, Allie. That's hard. Really? Although at one point, (laughs) one of the guys who was one of the instructors was this young kid. He was probably like 16. I don't know super super sweet guy and really really nice and one time when he came in he was also like a nationally ranked fighter like he was amazing he came in and we made eye contact at one point and I just gave a little smile Ah. you know and and then after like after it was all done he came up to me to hug me and congratulate me and he was like you know you kicked me in the nuts right Oh. oh No, you didn't. I'm like, nope, I didn't know. I was just kicking and punching. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. That like running that gauntlet. Oh my gosh. You did it. And then they had the ceremony, you know, where you got your black belt. You, you know, it was like in a big gymnasium and you did one of your creative katas that you had that you had made and got the belt and I knew that I wasn't going back, but I didn't tell anybody. And it was like literally two days later, a letter comes in the mail. Congratulations on your black belt. We're so proud of you. If you'd like to to continue on to your second degree, please send us a check for $2,000 or something like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. No, thank you. One of the instructors at one of the sister schools had gotten wind that I wasn't continuing there and he reached out to me and he was like Ali you're too good he's like why don't you come to my studio help me teach and I'll teach you yeah I'm like okay so I start teaching at his school which was super fun to teach the kids like it was just an absolute delight until I started to see like first of all he wasn't teaching me anything yeah and he was like a fifth degree black belt or sixth degree and we realized because my a, a good friend of mine also left the studio and started 
working for him, teaching their kickboxing, taking, teaching his kickboxing classes. And he wasn't teaching us at all. Mm-hmm. And we realized that when you own your studio, like the guy that was in charge of everything, he would just give you another degree on your black belt uh-huh. whenever he felt like it. And it meant nothing. Yeah. You didn't have to fight or do the forms or anything like that. You were just. Well, I wanted to learn. He didn't know them. My yeah. instruct, my, my new instructor. And uh-huh. he was also like, he would have affairs with the moms of some of the students. Yeah. And really? Yeah. Just nasty, not, not good. Mm. And the final straw that made me end it was I was teaching at, I was teaching at night, but I was still a manager at my physical therapy office. And this was back when like, I didn't have a work cell phone. I had a work pager Mm -hmm. and because my office was open, I needed to have it with me. And one night I went to use the bathroom and like, it was like perfect timing. I flush the toilet, the pager falls off my belt and gets flushed. Oh, no. And so it was like, oh, wow. So I told it, I was like, my, I just flushed my pager down the toilet. And he's like, oh, we'll get a plumber out or whatever. And then like an hour or two later, the toilet floods and <laughs> overflows. He proceeded to ream me out, like screaming at me on the mat so again this is a karate studio where there's supposed to be like integrity and respect and all of that and in front of students and parents just start screaming at me you know do you know what you've done sensei you're going to be paying for this bill i need a plumber now and he's like flipping out at me and i'm just like okay i said i'm happy to pay and i left and then my friend who was the kickboxing instructor, one of the, one of the kids' fathers was a plumber. And so he's like, he's like, I got this. And they pulled the pager out, but they also, the reason that the toilet clogged and flooded was because kids had sh- flushed a whole bunch of paper towels down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't have to do with my pager. No. But this guy, he could never say, I'm sorry. He couldn't yeah. admit to being wrong. And I was just at my wits end because I had heard about the affairs that he was having, yeah. you know, and just, and I wasn't learning anything. So he kept on telling my friend, well, you know, if Allie wants to come back, if Sensei Allie wants to come back, she's going to have to apologize to me. She's going to have to understand. And I was just like, for what? Yeah. Yeah. And so I went and I told him, I'm like, I'm going to come over, not telling him that I was coming over to give him back his keys to the studio and say goodbye. And he thought for sure I was coming to grovel. Yeah. When I came over, he came outside. He's like, you got something to say to me, sensei? I'm like, yeah. I said, um, I'm going to give you back your keys. I'm, I'm no longer going to be a part of your studio. And he kept on trying to like get me to apologize and admit wrongdoing. I said, well, no, I understand was the paper towels and all of that. And I said, and besides, you were still trying to charge me. You were still trying to make me pay for the plumber when you knew that it wasn't my fault. Yeah. And he was like, what? are you calling me a liar, sensei? And yeah. I just looked at him. I was like, yeah, I guess I am. And wow. he got all blustering. He's like, you're not welcome. You're, you're not welcome. And he 
like stormed back in. And again, my friend who was the kickboxing teacher, afterwards she called me, she's like, what did you do to him? <laughs> he came inside and just sat down and she, she said he was like all red faced. She was like, I was worried he was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my God. After that, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do work with that studio yeah. system anymore. Yeah. Was that the end of karate for you? Yeah, I mean, my friend and I, because she she quit as well. And so she and I did start to try to look for other studios. And we found a place where we took like an intro class just to see it was a, I forget what style it was, but it was more like grappling and stuff. Yeah. But there's a network because that instructor that we both yeah. left called her. and was like, oh, <sighs> what did you think about blah, blah, blah. He had already found out that she and I were going there. Yeah. to try it out God. right really yeah and then she tried some other studios and when they asked you know oh have you studied elsewhere and she said yes and when they asked where and she told them like they literally told her you should go back to there Ooh, like basically you. we don't want you here yeah wow how far did you make it you had uh what degree black belt just the first degree it's pretty first impressive. Degree pretty impressive. <laughs> it was pretty cool yeah. it was pretty cool do you display it anywhere in your house? No, I have it somewhere in my room with all of my fun pictures and prints and action figures. Do you still have the red, white, and blue bandana? Believe it or not, yes, I do. I do believe it. I know you, and I do believe it. Allie, do you miss it? Do you miss doing it? I miss the physical activity of it. Yeah. I was never as flexible or as strong as I was when I was doing karate. Like, I got to the point where I could do a full split. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, not anymore. Not anywhere close. <laughs> did you ever get used to getting hit? Yeah, I did. Well, I, you know, you, you got past it. And I, oh, so that woman that was like hot dogging it the first time oh, yeah. she beat the crap out of me. Later on, I started to get much better than her. Oh. And we sparred and she would like, she was the type of fighter that would like, she would like put her hands up and then just be like, oh, like put her hands to the side. Like, oh, I dare you. Come get me kind of thing. What a jerk. <laughs> yeah. And so I totally shocked her because I, I did an axe kick and it came down and, you know, you wear these helmets and it came down on her helmet. I didn't hurt her, but I took her helmet and I just shoved it down a bit. Yeah. And, you know, like it was it was perfect control because I didn't break her nose or anything like that. But it was just and she was just like. Oh. oh, but then one time I was sparring another, a national, nationally ranked uh, woman who was, she was a karate person from out in California and had come and was just like, was the fastest fighter you could see. Like you couldn't even get out of the way and she was all over you. Yeah. Wow. But she was great to spar with because she was powerful. But one time I was sparring with her and like, I could like there was nothing you could do because I got my hands up and I'm all ready and all of a sudden I start to see her and I just go uh oh <laughs> <laughs> here it comes oopsie and, and she lost it she got it she's like I have never had somebody go uh oh when I'm about to <laughs> spar she did them. oh that's great. <laughs>